to another episode of the podcast to be named later. I am Noah Hiles. He is Alex Stump. And Alex, while our podcast ratings continue to do well, Ooh. the team whom we cover its ratings not looking great. The main thing we will be talking about today in the first segment of the show will be the Pittsburgh Pirates ratings and viewership. Alex, you reported on this story originally uh, that was brought out by Forbes, uh, and it's not looking good for the team on the North Shore. No, no. And I want to stress that this is viewership because ratings across baseball are actually down. But viewership-wise, it's up. It's because Nielsen also keeps track of people who watch digitally. You have to keep it into account people who cut the cord, you know, are just streaming. Actual number of eyeballs watching Major League Baseball games went up in 2020. Kind of makes sense, seeing how there was so much, you know, demand for sports at the mm-hmm. time. But not for the Pirates. It went down 34%. Viewership was down a third. One-third fewer people turned in to watch Pirates baseball this year. And I think that's concerning regardless of the circumstances like yeah there was we'll we'll talk about everything that was surrounding that could have led to that one third drop not to mention you know the fact that they just weren't a good team at all but it it, it's not something that you want to see it's hard to find any way just find like hey one third that's that's bad because like all along like, this is something Shelton has said. This is something Charrington has said. Anger is one thing. Anger still shows you care. Apathy is the worst thing that you ha- that you can have from your fans. Yeah, I mean, that's what Howard Stern said. The people who love me listen for 15 minutes. The people who hate me watch listen to me for 30. Uh, and the one thing you don't want people to feel toward you is being indifferent. That's how it goes when you're in a ratings-based business, which is what the Pirates are in. They need eyeballs. And if people are hate-watching them, that means people are still watching them. And th- these numbers show that Pittsburghers simply did not care about Pirates baseball this last year, or at least a lot of them who used to care did not want to care. And that, and I think so. When I see something like this, uh, as someone who's you know worked in radio, worked in television, I think of the defenses. That if if I'm on the Pirates PR team, here's what my defense would be. Their defense is going to be this: Well, people didn't take it serious because it was a short season. And there was a lot of other stuff going on. How can we, a regular season baseball, you know, game compete against playoff basketball and playoff hockey? My counterpoints to that would be there's no playoff basketball team in Pittsburgh. The playoff hockey team in Pittsburgh was bounced after a week. Four games. Yeah, four games. And the short season made it more interesting in my opinion, where, yeah, you would have had more cumulative eyeballs over a longer period of time, but after five months of no sports, your sport was the first back. It was only back for a week, but nonetheless, there was no interest from the start. That's that's horrible. I mean, they weren't that good from the start either. No, that's, yeah. Let's call a spade a spade here. I mean, what they start, like 2 and 11? Mm-hmm. 4 and 20, yeah. Yeah. I, I just so looking at the the places the blame could be put on. I think there's four major areas, and I kind of covered them a little bit, and so did you. Um, I want you to rank them though, and what you think is who had who had the highest role, who played the biggest role in this significant drop in viewership, 
and who played the least amount of role, the smallest role in it. The four suspects, the four perps, uh, the Pirates, Major League Baseball, the circumstances of 2020, and AT&T Sports. Rank them one for net. one through four. Oh, AT&T Sports Net, whatever. Uh, yeah, who cares? They're not on our podcast. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> only sports we care about, DK Pittsburgh sports, baby. Uh, rank them one through four, one being the most blame, four being the least amount of blame. I mean, the most blame is, I feel like, pretty obvious, and that's actually on the Pirates and the players themselves. I mean, that's if this team was competitive, ratings would be up. Like that's viewership will be up. There's no way around that. Like if this team, if this team was in the midst of like a legitimate playoff run, or you know even fighting for the division, they would steal eyeballs away from playoff Penguins. Like that's that's just how this city works. Anytime that the Pirates are good, they they get the crowds, and they get the eyeballs. It's so they're number one in that regard number two, I'm going to put the blame on the circumstances of 2020. And yeah, I don't buy that the competition of NBA and non-Penguins hockey really did a whole lot, but towards the end of the year, I think, yeah, that's whatever there's football going on. People are going to be, no one's going to tune in on Thursday night to watch, you know, Trevor Williams versus whoever the Cubs were limping to the finish line with, you know, that type of deal. Uh, third, I'm going to say AT&T Sportsnet because this is an early season problem. But remember, whenever the Penguins were playing, and the Penguins got you know they got to eat first. They they were on the channel, you know. They it were was on, a playoff game. Yeah, they yeah, should have they, gotten to eat first. They got to eat first. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. But they re- relegated the Pirates to this new channel that you couldn't pick up on Verizon FiOS, and I think Verizon FiOS remembers that, and that's why they're like. Hey, you know, we're not exactly thrilled to be, you know, picked up, picking you guys up whenever you didn't care enough to make sure that the second time through, the second time through, you're like, you didn't even make sure that you could watch the game. Like, what happens if the Penguins would have made the playoffs or gone further into the playoffs? So I think that part of the blame, I, I don't know how you can blame Major League Baseball for this. Really, I mean, I'll tell you how. Like, there ahead. was there was some bad blood at the beginning, and people were you know tired of hearing the owners and the players fight. I get that, but once games started going, that was gone. Like there wasn't a whisper of that once stuff got going. That was just baseball at that point. And yeah, maybe that created some bad blood and some people tuned out. But I don't know who tunes out. You know, after you know some bickering there, you're going to tune in back for the sport. You're you're angry because they're fighting over the sport. And now the sport's back. So I, I don't know how much you could blame Major League Baseball for this. Uh, my number one blame is also the Pirates uh, for the simple fact of the matter being this was their chance to surprise people. There's a team playing today at 2 o'clock who we stand on this podcast, the Miami right. Marlins, and not one media outlet, maybe aside from like ones in Miami who saw like the young pitching and saw some potential – not one media outlet predicted the Marlins having a better regular season record than the Pirates. Both of them said that they were, you know, going to be last place teams or close to the bottom. But the Marlins were supposed to be the worst team in the National League this year. And it wasn't even going to be close. And they're one of the eight teams still playing baseball right now, which means the Pirates could have done that as well, hypothetically, in this scenario. Except they didn't. They played horribly. 
They did not play fundamentally strong. They could not hit. They had flaws with pitching. It was just a disaster. They really, really, really squandered a great opportunity to get some clout, to get some fandom, to get some excitement where they didn't even necessarily need to be like a Marlins and finish above 500 and, you know, sweep the first round and make it further than anyone ever expected. A team in the Pirates division made the freaking postseason without having a winning record at any point in the regular season. If this team simply played close to 500 baseball, they would have finished September in the playoff conversation. It, it was, I, I mean, come on. If they would have just played like they did in the last half of the season, last third of the season, all year long, they would have been relevant. They probably be probably would have been able to sell guys at the deadline, and a lot of things would have been better, obviously. But their ratings would have been up. If they didn't start the year 4-20, and 20, people would have been more willing to stick around and watch them as opposed to to saying, screw this, I'll put on basketball. Screw this, I'll put on hockey. Or screw this, I just spent the last five months of my life learning how to live without watching sports. This team ain't worth going back. And and that's kind of what the three scenarios that played out were. Uh, That's my number one blame, like you said. The Pirates were bad, and it's unfortunate. And it's even more unfortunate going in on the Pirates. One last note is that even when they've been bad in the past, Alex, they've always had at least one guy you could tune in and watch, be it young prospects like Andrew McCutcheon and Pedro and Neil Walker. When they were called up, they were exciting. Or, you know, you go back further back. Jason Bay was fun to watch. Nate McLeod had a great year. You know, there's always that one guy you could tune in. And that guy didn't come up until September when everyone was already smitten on Steeler season. So, it was a disaster for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and that's what those numbers reflect, one. Two, I blame baseball. Why? Because this season should have been started way earlier than what it did. And yeah. we, 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 lose, we lose sight of that because since sports returned, it has been an absolute dream to be a, a sports fan. I mean, aside from the fact that you can't go to games, that sucks. And that is something that you and I probably take for granted because we got to go to the games this year. And that was cool that we had that opportunity. But as a viewer of sports, as someone who likes to watch hockey, basketball, baseball, and football, I spent the last two weekends watching every single one of those. And it's awesome, you know? So that was great. But we forgot about how baseball could have had its own thing going way earlier. They could have had an opening day on July 4th and dominated the summer month that they always dominate. And they could have been a shot in the arm of old patriotism in America when America needed that shot in the arm. The only thing that prevented them from being that was themselves. They were able, if they had spent the offseason or the pandemic, more focused on returning to play and not arguing about money. They could have been playing on July 4th. And I'm not putting that blame on the owners. I'm not putting that blame on the players. I'm putting that blame on everyone. That they couldn't figure it the hell out and get on the field. And by the time they figured out, wow, we're really screwing ourselves here. Then came the the hashtag, tell us when and where. We want to play or whatever. That was the most fake nonsense ever. There were like two more negotiations after that. That was a crock. And that screwed them. And it screwed a team like the Pirates where – 
they would have had eyeballs. Their numbers would have been better. And granted, other teams still found a way to benefit from this because the 60-game regular season was exciting and more teams did make the playoffs. But teams that sucked from the get-go, uh, shout out to our sponsor, Get-Go, but teams that suck, stuck, sucked from the start, sucked from the get-go, there were other options. There were better options. And that could have been avoided had Major League Baseball for once just had a clue and read the room. Number three on my blame, circumstances. There's a lot going on. Some people watched it and they're like, this just, some people view all of this stuff. The NBA and NHL bubbles, Major League Baseball, short regular season, all of it until football came around. They're like, none of these sports are real. You know, the, there's that, there's the asterisk crowd, right? Some people don't want to tune in and listen and watch that kind of stuff. Cause they're like, this isn't real. This isn't real baseball. All the rules are different. I disagree with that, but those people exist. Some people also, you know, again, I I, I don't think this crowd is as big as uh, they vocally claim to be. And like certain Twitter personalities claim that this is the reason. But like with the social activism in sports, you know, everyone likes to say all oh, the NBA ratings are down or, blah, 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 or whatever that is like that. That probably did take a couple of viewership, you know, things away. And I'm not saying that that needs to stop. I'm, I'm pro activism in sports. But I'm just saying that that probably didn't help their numbers at all. Just pointing out all aspects I could think of. And I'd put that under circumstances of 2020. And finally, Alex, you mentioned everything with AT&T. And the fact that not only did they mess up the Penguins and Pirates thing, right? Like what you mentioned when they're playing at the same time. It's like impossible to stream them through AT&T Sports. If you don't have uh, – we have Verizon – and you can't download the AT&T Sports app. First off, you can't just download it, I don't think, on Amazon Fire TV, which is what a lot of people who are cord cutters have. They just have the fire sticks. It's hard to stream. That hurts their viewership as well. AT&T's got to get that figured out. So that's my long-winded rant. Alex, any final thoughts as we wrap up this segment? Uh, if memory serves, they part of this deal that they had with uh, AT&T Sportsnet was for streaming services. You really thought, I really thought maybe they'd, you know, get that sorted out, you know, during the year or the, the months where there is nothing going on, maybe have that sorted out, but no, evidently not. Yeah. I'll be like honest, once, once I basically watch TV for sports and like adult swim like late at night that's basically all i watch tv for anymore and it's like well do i would i need cable like maybe not you know if i could just you know stream pirates and baseball elsewhere i've got family guy dvd box sets i've got hulu i can make up for that no yeah i mean i'm i'm in the same boat like i have we have cable upstairs we have two i have two tvs downstairs not to brag, uh, but I have two, I have a fire stick on each of them and you can download, you know, all the apps and you can stream everything. You need to have a cable subscription. But like when I had Hulu plus, when I lived in Canton, I got, I got all the sports packages and you could even stream uh, sports time, Ohio that had the Indians through Hulu plus on that. So like, it was nice. And I just can't believe that it's not working the same way here. I, I, it's just unbelievable. 
We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the baseball that people are watching right now. That's the postseason. We talked about the American League uh, DS preview yesterday. We're going to talk about game one for both of those series. And now we're also going to preview the NLDS when we return. Welcome back to the show, Alex. Playoff baseball talk. I'm sorry. I'm just going to start off by saying I'm sorry. No, you're not. He's saying he's sorry while wearing a Houston Astros hat. Like, this is... Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah this? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Vent. We're sorry. We're sorry. No, no, I'm saving the venting for whenever they, you know, get absolutely eliminated. Because that's what's going to happen. 2020 deserves nothing else than a Houston Astros World Series championship. That's the that's how we're going to wrap up this year in sports. That's how we're going to wrap up this horrible, horrible year with the worst possible outcome of a sub-500 cheating group winning a World Series. That's how it's going to end. That's how it's, it's going to end. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. I, I, I'm, I'm I starting to like them more and living, more, if we're being honest with you. If I'm being honest with you, I'm starting to like them more and more because they're – really making the the storylines more interesting because of how hateable they are. I mean, when Correa hit that home run and was talking smack running the bases, if I'm Oakland, and I'm dead serious when I say this, I start some guy who I had no intention of pitching, and I hit their first two batters of the game, and I hit them hard. I don't hit them in the head, but, like, I beat them because – and some of the other MLB content I was listening to, and I think this is a valid point. The Astros are more comfortable right now in the batter's box than they have been all year long because they don't think anyone's going to throw at them in the postseason, and they've been getting thrown at all year. And that makes sense. That's granted. I think after the way that they acted in that win, I think you make them wear a couple. And I think they did that. They did that late in uh, the game yesterday. The Oakland did. And, uh, you know, you might have to surrender some base runners. Make them uncomfortable. you got to do something. And that's Bush League. I get it. But you're talking about the bullies, the heels of not only Major League Baseball, but the sports world. And I think you got to put them in their place. While you're doing that, I'm going to be rooting for the heels, though, because it's it's just very fun to watch. Speaking of uh, interesting matchups. Alex, every time we get excited about a pitching matchup in the American League, it just doesn't end well. Garrett I'm, I'm Cole, Blake Snell, what the hell was that? It was a home run derby. And Petco, of all places, you even mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I have to accept that the best pitch game of this postseason is going to be between the Braves and the Reds. Uh, is- I mean – well, that's a good transition moving forward because there's not much really to add. The Yankees are just doing what the Yankees do. Um, and it's crazy that it's like the bottom of their lineup too. Like Clint Frazier bats eighth for that team. That's wild. Uh, but like you said, best pitched game involving the Braves and the Reds, the game today at 2 o'clock could challenge that. The Marlins and the Braves open up uh, – Day two of the DS competition, game one of the NLDS between the Braves and the Marlins. And this pitching matchup is pretty exciting. These are two guys that are going to be around for a while that are both very talented. Yeah. You got Sandy, Sandy free. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, Freed went seven innings of scoreless ball in his first start. Alcantara, is that how you say it? Alcantara? I've been saying Alcantara. Alcantara uh, went six and two-thirds, and uh, he allowed one run. So, this is, and both of these guys have some live stuff. This will be a fun game. I don't expect this. If this pitching matchup lets us down, Alex, I quit. I give up. I'm done. I don't know what I'm done with, but I'm going to continue to watch and gamble on the Marlins because that's what we do. Uh, but What you do with the gambling. Yes, that's what you do. Um, but what's your predictions on this series? I, I, You know what? The Florida Marlins have never lost a series, and I don't think they start here. This is going to be a well – this is going to be some fun baseball to watch. And I know I had the Braves as my uh, National League pennant winner at the beginning of the year, but I don't know what's going to happen in the back half of this series. Like, if the Marlins can split these first two, their back three is better than what the Braves are going to offer in their back three, and I think they win that series this way. On the flip side, um, I don't know if the Marlins have a single position player that would start on the Atlanta Braves. It is a good lineup. <laughs> I, and not even the Braves having – I mean, they do have a very good lineup, but, like, I legitimately – like, I was looking through. I don't – Marte, no, not no. over Acuna. I, I, I don't know who I would take. It's going to have to be, like – Brian Anderson in somewhere. Uh, Aguilar? I, I I don't know. I don't know. So oh, it's still you're pretty Freeman over Aguilar. Well, I'm saying maybe they could DH Aguilar. Oh, okay, maybe. maybe. I don't know. That I mean, that's just a, an incredible matchup when it comes to firepower. It, it is once uh, again David versus Goliath of just two teams that couldn't be much further apart. It's if David had literally two stones. And their names were Sandy and Sixto, and yeah. that and that, and you got to pray like maybe a pebble also like trips him up, called like Corey Dickerson or somebody. You know, like that's that's what we're de- that's what we're looking at. I think the Braves, I think the Marlins win one of these first two games, and the Braves, they're lacking pitching, and I think that that's going to hurt them in the NLCS. But the the difference in the Cubs lineup was not playing well. And the Braves' offense came alive in the end of game two. Yeah, they won that game like seven to nothing. At the very, very end. They also went like 13 innings with one run. That's true. All right. Well, I I don't know. I'm still going. I'm going going Braves in four. If it gets to a fifth game, the Marlins win. Don't tempt me with a good time, baby. All right, and we will round out the show with our second NLDS series prediction. It is the Dodgers. It is the Padres. This is these are the best two teams in the National League. Yeah, when healthy. I I don't know if necessary. I don't know if I take San Diego yeah. right now uh, over Atlanta simply because their best two pitchers are out still. Um, like when you're starting Zach Davies. In game one of the NLDS, that's not a good look. Uh, so I, I think the Dodgers sweep here, but I think every game is going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to the Walker Bueller game. That's game one because that's that's game today. One. That's going to yep. be 
that's going to be something special. That lineup has a bunch of fastball hitters in it. He's got a really good fastball. I think it's going to be – it's a strength versus strength situation. San Diego needs to win game one. There's absolutely no way around it. They have to win game one. They're not going to be able to beat Clayton. I, they don't have the back half of the rotation to, to hang around and make this a long series. They got to strike fast. They got to strike early. This is this is a situation where the longer the series goes, the more it favors the Dodgers. Like usually, whenever you're in a situation like this, you know the underdog. The longer the series goes, hey, look who's still around. Just needs one more win. And this, if the it's almost the case of if the Padres don't sweep, they're not going to win. All right, it's, and they're it's, not going it's, to Alex, sweep. Alex just declared the first ever. Must win game one in it baseball is a history. Game one. <laughs> that isn't a one game wild card series. Yeah. So who do you have in this? Do you have the Dodgers? I, I've got the Dodgers in four. Padres I got the Dodgers. One. All right. So we both have LA and Atlanta and the and the NLCS. No, I have the Marlins. You have the Marlins. I'm going with the Marlins. They're hey, not the Marlins, not your Marlins, not my Marlins, our. Marlins. That's who you have. You have our Marlins. We stand a fishy boy team. We sure do. Be sure to follow us on social media. Go ahead and hit that subscribe all button to the DK Sports uh DK Sports Radio. Oof, that would have been tough. That's the guy who's in charge of it. Uh DK Sports <laughs> Radio podcast channel. Hit that subscribe all button and uh leave us some comments on the website on whatever podcast platform you get this content on. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how we can be better. Changes are in the works. New shows are coming soon. Get ready. Get excited. But don't forget about us. We do these shows. And keep tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow.